So, what do you think? Is this pandemic a curse or a blessing? I would like to share with you what I learned in the pandemic about pandemic. But before I share this thought with you, I invite you to do a test by watching a short video. It'll be fun, fun watching the video, and after that, fun to listen to me, my English especially. So, you will have the instruction in the video, but I want to give you some important information before. In this video, you will see two basketball teams. One is dressed in black, the other one is dressed in white. And you have counted how many passes the team has in white. It sounds easy, but you have to be very focused to make sure you have the right number. So please pay, pay attention, special attention to the details. Watch the basketball team in white and be careful for a successful test. Are you ready? Let's watch. So, how many of you have been careful enough to identify the 15 passes? Raise a hand. <laughs> how many of you have seen the gorilla? Dear beloved brothers and sisters, I'm Danny Grian from New Left Church or Renashtera Church from Cluj, Romania. And I'm really honored to have this opportunity to share with you the, the lesson which I learned in this pandemic. I will start inviting you to think, to think with me a little bit. Sometimes when we go through difficult times, the only thought we have is, I just want this to be over. The point is that sometimes we get so focused on things that look important or bad, but we miss things that became so obvious, opportunities. But we miss these opportunities because we are so focused on us. When the situation went from bad to worse, probably many of you, like me, have thought of the last days of Revelation. I thought of the word of Jesus in Matthew 24, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will raise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be 
famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then will be deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by the all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed to the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. What do you think is the main idea of Jesus, of Jesus' message in this passage? Suffering? Trials? Earthquakes? Pandemic? Uh, false prophets? Uh, many will renounce to their faith? We tend to focus on this bad news, which we find mentioned in the text, which are many, and it's so easy to lose sign of such an important truth. History, history and end, its end will not be determined from war, earthquakes, financial crisis, false prophets or false Christians, but from the gospel that will reach the ends of the earth. In other words, the end of history is determined by the preaching of the gospel. But how hard it is for us to think about preaching the gospel in the pandemic? Here is another surprising detail in this passage. The gospel has spread best, most in time of crisis. Have you seen how people in time of crisis begin to pray, to read the Bible, to seek God? When you read the book of, of Acts, you can see that the spread of the gospel is interwived with suffering, with internal and external battles. What fascinates me about early Christians is that they have managed to remain focused on the gospel and not be distracted by their suffering. In Acts 4, we find Peter and John in prison. We find their answer in uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 29. The answer is a prayer and sounds like this. Lord, look at their threats and give power to your servants to proclaim your word with all our destiny. And in verse 31, we have these words. After they prayed, the place where they were gathered was crossed, all filled with the Holy Spirit and heralded the word of God with audacity. They didn't pray, they don't pray that the Lord will punish those who have harmed them. They do not pray that the Lord will save them from suffering, but they pray that the gospel may be proclaimed with power. What I saw this pandemic period to many, including me, was rather fear. 
we have we were filled with fear and uh, gathered in prayer we as a church for more than four months met to met on the evening zoom at prayer but most of most of all we prayed for ourselves not for others or we prayed specially for us it is not bad to pray for you for your family for your friends to pray for your protection but this is not the Jesus way to pray, only for you, specially for you. Something is radical wrong if I'm the most important sub subject in my prayers. What do you think about this? I'm not longer impressed by how, by how much someone can earn, what position he earns, by how much money somebody has, but by how much somebody give, sacrifice, or serve. This I learned and did in the last part of pandemic time. I realized that ministry, a servant heart, is what marks a Christian's life. Jesus, Jesus was a perfect servant. He took the form of the slave. He came to serve. I don't know if he have done any miracles for him. He loved to serve. The disciples learned from Jesus and all ended up as martyrs, not as stars. He must be my example too, our example too. Is this pandemic a blessing or a curse? Let's go back to the question, to these questions. I think it depends on, on, thing, on one thing, on the perspective I have, my focus or your focus. If it's me, if it's you or the God and his kingdom. Do you remember how our Father's prayer begins? It does, it does not begin with me and does not end with me, but with God and His kingdom, His will. This pandemic is a great opportunity for the gospel, but the gospel is the good news if it gets there in time. So, especially on this day of 4 July, my prayer for you is God bless you, God bless America, and made you and made us a blessing for many. Hi Fellowship Bible Church, what a privilege for me to be with you all today. Greetings from our church, Genesis Church from Cluj-Napoca, Romania. I, I want to continue Danny's message by looking at another Bible verse that's a very well-known passage in our Bible, Romans chapter 8. This is one of the verses that help you to, to sleep at night with, when nothing else does. So you may know this verse by heart, and I want to read it to you and it says and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him 
who have been called according to his purpose. So uh, for many Christians, this verse was a text to go in those moments of uncertainty, in times of disaster, and most of us go in times like this. And I don't know about you, but uh, here in Romania, people were scared about COVID-19. And even now, after 17 months of COVID, some people are still affected by this pandemic. So before we dive in uh, this verse, let's be reminded what the passage is saying in the context. There are a few ideas that I want to, to uh, share with you before we dive into this, uh, this Bible verse. And I, I want to, to draw from, from that verse just one, one lesson for everybody, for us, because I think God wants us to to know and to live by this promise. So uh, before we dive in, let's remind what the Bible says in Roman, Romans 8. Uh, first of all, Paul says that God has done something extraordinary in your life. If you are a child of God, you were set free from God through Jesus Christ, and he put in your, your life the Holy Spirit who is guiding you now, and this Holy Spirit intercedes you before God our Father and helps you and helps me to walk into His way without the fear of condemnation because we are His heirs. So uh, this is the first thing uh, that I wanted to emphasize. And uh, another one, it's important, but it's not so emphasized there. Uh, Paul says that we will suffer in this world. But he said, what is suffering in the light of the future glory that God has promised us? So, uh, yes, God has done something very important in your life, but also you and I will suffer in this world. But does doesn't mean too much because we have in our face, in our front, uh, a, a huge glory. But also Paul continues, bef just before this verse I, I shared with you uh, earlier, uh, Paul said that not only us uh, as people, as Christians are suffering, but the entire creation suffers. So the creation and humanity are not what God intended or God wanted to be. And all of creation is groaning and waiting for renewal of creation. So going through this pandemic, we realized something. And I think God wanted us to learn a few lessons. And I, I know we all need to learn these lessons. And one of them was that uh, God wanted us to know how vulnerable we are in this broken world. Uh, suddenly, uh, we as Christians uh, probably realized once again that without His grace, without God's grace, we would experience even more threats in this life. Uh, this world is not what God intended to be. It's so broken because of our sins and a part of his mercies. We are so vulnerable. And also 
God wanted us to know that we cannot control too much or out of our lives. You know, people are um, trying to plan them their uh, holidays, their lives, and they they try to work the plans and to lead to the goal, to arrive to the the goal and. Through this pandemic, they realized that a lot of the, their dreams uh, were scattered by this pandemic. And God wanted us to experience uh, this fact. Actually, uh, we wanted to uh, let Emmanuel, our son, to, to go to, to school in, in America last year. But because of that, because of this pandemic, uh, we couldn't. And by God's great grace, he will be this year in Atlanta, uh, now in Atlanta and in, in Dalton. Uh, and by God's grace, we will uh, see what he's doing in, in this. And we also learned that we need to depend on God. So God was bringing us to the place to cry out for help, uh, for healing. And a lot of people started started to uh, pray. And even though people who didn't used to pray uh, decided to pray because God br brought us to the place to uh, pray for, for healing. And also, I think God used this pandemic, uh, this crisis, to minis, minimize our uh, divisions. A lot of communities who were torn apart uh, came together and started to fight against uh, this threat. And uh, they experienced, again, what seems to... to um, what is to work together for the common good? So um, this is what the, the, the context of, of this verse uh, uh, is telling us today. But now the lesson. What is the lesson I want to share with you? I, I understand that God wants us to, um, to understand how important it is to to believe this promise. This promise is for us. And sometimes we tend to forget this basic thing. And of course, there are a lot of people who doesn't uh, understand very well what the Bible says here. Uh, there are people who think, okay, this is uh, um, something like that. If you follow God, God will give you a lot of money, a lot of, you know, health until uh, you'll die or maybe you'll never die because you follow God. But this is not what the Bible says here. Uh, actually, uh, in the next verse, uh, God is telling us that the purpose he has with us is to become more like Jesus. So God, God is not very uh, interested about our circumstances, but about our character. That's why he is uh, looking in us the character of Jesus. The, um, you know, the characteristics of love, 
that we've seen in, in Jesus Christ. This is what God is looking to grow in you, to grow in the, the, in the love for God and for other people. But there is also a, a promise there only for those who love God. So we need to understand this verse in the context. And uh, it cannot say everything everybody wants to say. But once we discover what does it say, it's very important to understand that that will happen. And this is a promise we should live on. We, we should uh, base uh, the, uh, our lives because it's true. It, it's coming from uh, our God who is sovereign over all creation. So I want first, uh, I want to notice how, how sure is this promise. Paul says this at the beginning of the verse, we know that all things work together. He says, we know. This is not an assumption. This is not surprising. It may be for other people, but not for us. Paul says, we know. We know this is true. You see, God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. This is what Paul says in the second Corinthians uh, chapter one, verse 20. So where is a promise in the Bible? It cannot fail. Now, of course, not all the promises in the Bible are for us Christians, but we can be sure that it, that. Uh, this is something that God promised us as Christians, that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Now, uh, let me be practical now. If we are looking at the circumstances of our lives, uh, we will be confused. I will be confused. If I'm looking at every circumstance, I can say, okay, what's, what's here? There is a story about a woman who said to someone, I just married. And he said, wow, it's wonderful. Oh, she said, but my husband doesn't look good. Oh, he said, it's too bad. And she said, uh, you know, uh, he's very rich, though. Oh, she said, he said, it's, it's okay. Uh, but he's very stingy, she said. And he, he said, oh, that's bad, that's bad. But she said, he built us a big house. Oh, he said, it, that's okay. Yeah, but it, it burned, she said. And the, the man said, oh, this is bad, this is bad. But she continued and said, yeah, but uh, he was in it. And in this moment, the man didn't know what to say. You know, we are looking at the circumstances of our lives. And sometimes we say, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad, and so on. But we should wait until the end. The problem with our perspective is not only that we are looking at the circumstances, but we are seeing just a small portion, a small piece of what is happening in reality. God is not finished with you. The idea is we need to wait until God is over because we draw a conclusion for our lives, for our circumstances, we should wait for what will be the end. And there is another part of seeing too little. This is confusion. 
you know, uh, we had some people in our church who had real physical problems in the last few few months. So they have been in the hospitals, they were sick, and they, of course, they were confused, you know. Um, sometimes even the strongest Christian may be confused, but I want to understand, this is something God wants us to know. Uh, there is a promise that everything happening in our lives it's going to work together for the good of those who love God. There is a certainty. And you know why is this, is this uh, uh, a certainty? Uh, here is what Paul says, all things work together. But you know, things in themselves does not, do not go or work together. Things in themselves do not go together or work together because God is the one who is working his plan through these things. God is the one who works his plan. He's sovereign. He brings out order out of confusion. He, he brings uh, harmony out of discord. The same God who made or created the universe is the, the, the God who controls your life. So he's the same God. And this, there is certainty because of that. That's why it's so important to have uh, the eyes, uh, not uh, to not keep our eyes on the waves, but on the Lord Almighty, who who can do anything. Who can do anything? There is a very well-known song. Uh, written by Martin Luther, a mighty fortress is our God. You may heard uh, of it, and you may heard of Martin Luther, the great theologian, the great uh, reformer. Uh, many people heard about him, him, but not many people knows that he had a lot of uh, depression in his uh, life too. So he had uh, a very wise woman that sometimes when he was in his basement, uh, staying there day after day, he didn't want to see anybody. Uh, he, uh, he was there for days and one day his wife went there and wanted him to come back to life to the, the reality to speak with people but he wanted to stay alone and she thought she should shock him somehow so she dressed everything she dressed was in black and uh, the gloves, the uh, hat, the veil was black, and she entered in the room where uh, Martin Luther was. So when he saw her, he said, "What? What happened? Who? Who has died? Who has died?" And she responded, "Oh, Martin, haven't you heard? God is dead." And when Martin Luther uh, heard this, he said, Kathy, this is blasphemy. But she said, yes, it is. And it's blasphemy for you to live like God is dead also. My dear friends, it's, it's not fitted for us 
to behave like God is that. God is not that. God uh, is controlling the whole universe. Uh, there is a God in heaven, whether we understand it or know uh, how how He works. It's it's not. Uh, the things that work together for for good, it's God himself who does it. So we can be sure of this promise because God is sovereign in uh, all of his creation. I don't know how God spoke uh, into your hearts uh, in, in through this message, but I pray that we can see suffering and pain and sun and rain and good and bad times, all things that work together for those who love God. This is one of the greatest promises in uh, the word of God. So let me close in prayer. And if you are there, you can pray uh, with your words. Just say, Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your wonderful love. Sometimes we recognize that we don't understand it. We don't see your love. We sometimes are so upset with you because some bad things happens to us. So sometimes we have so egocentric behaviors. We ask you for forgiveness. So we want to thank you for your word and for your promise that everything, everything, even those things who seem to be uh, wrong, you use for the good of your children. Oh Lord, please help us to see, to see what you see. Help us to live for your glory. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. Amen. If you would, please give our pastors a warm welcome and thank you. They can actually hear you right now. It's not on mute. It's good to go. It's good to go. Um, Tom, the head of our missions committee, will now uh, conduct a little interview with them here. And uh, oh, we've got we've got two Emmys. There we go. Hi, guys. Good morning. Or. Well, good evening. <laughs> yes. Um, well, thank you for both of your messages. And I have, uh, I have actually a compliment for both of you. Um, Donnie, this is the first time you've given a message in English, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, and, and Amy, I know that you have before, but not, not many, correct? Yes, that's right. And so, uh, I, so I just got a, a comment... Um, from from somebody, they, they just wanted to compliment you on on how you did it. Um, they say that they uh, they they know how difficult it is to share God's word in a foreign language, and so they appreciate you doing that. And they you, said you, you did are, it well. They you are you very kind. Well. Yes, and uh, I I was thinking, but it was too late to uh, suggest that Jason should uh, put me. Uh, with 1.5 speed, that would be probably <laughs> better. Yes, you're, you're doing very well with your English now. Thank uh, you. Uh, so I just wanted to give you a chance to just share th some things about um, how your churches and your families uh, came through, the, through this whole last year and a half 
And uh, Donnie, I don't know how well known it is, but your family was actually uh, impacted by the uh, COVID virus. Do you want to tell us what happened? Yeah, I, I will try. <laughs> yeah, um, we as a family have been uh, having sick. Have, we had this virus. But some, some, uh, sometime in uh, October last year, uh, I was pretty sick, and I called for help the ambulance, but I didn't have place in the hospital, so they left me at home at that time, which in a way was very good, <laughs> because in, in a hospital was not so, so good to stay. But, um, but by grace, God grace, um, we are all well. We are healthy enough to be together as a family and uh, being able to serve together and to be involved in the approaching ministry again. It was a good time for us to, to stay more close to the Lord, <laughs> to pray more, <laughs> and um, yeah, to, to return to the main, uh, main uh, questions about life mm -hmm. and meaning of life or purpose in life. So uh, it was good for us because God allowed, allowed this suffering <laughs> in our family. Yeah, yeah. And he prepared us to be more sensitive with people around us. <laughs> yeah, I could see that in uh, both of y'all's messages to us. Uh, yeah. by, by the way, that's a fine Southern English word, both of y'alls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, and Emmy, um, how, how did, uh, did sickness affect your family or, or people in your congregation? And how, was, how did you respond? Yeah, uh, we, we, are, we were sick too. Uh, in November, uh, when Nadia had a birthday, she, got, she gets sick. So uh, she gave us uh, all, you know, the sickness. <laughs> And we were so thankful for for this. It was not so so bad, actually. Nadia and I were uh, in the bed few few days, and it was yeah like we can we couldn't do anything. Uh, but after that, we recovered and praise the Lord. Uh, we could uh, teach and uh, uh, preach from uh, home. And uh, it was a good time for us. We were closer to God because of that. Um, after a few months, Emmanuel, and after more months, uh, for me, uh, some symptoms that we didn't before uh, came, like uh, a very ugly smell and taste. And I'm struggling with this t still uh, right now. And yeah, I don't know, like uh, some, some smells now, even my, my smell sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, okay, but uh, some people of uh, our church went to hospitals, uh, but nobody uh, died because of COVID. So we are so thankful for, for God's grace. Yeah. Okay, okay, well, th thank you. 
And, uh, and so from, from what I understand in this past year, uh, restrictions were pretty severe in Romania for gathering together. So um, how did your church stay together during these times that you were not, that you were restricted from meeting? And have those restrictions been lifted? How are things back to normal within your churches? Um, Emmy, do you want to go first? Yeah, um, for us, uh, it was about two or three months when we had to, to be uh, in houses. And uh, there were ac actually two times uh, separately, some in uh, spring uh, and another one uh, about uh, the fall. So we, we stayed at home and we had the Zoom meetings, okay? And we tried to, to maintain relationship with all the people in the congregation by calling each other and uh, being, uh, talking to each other uh, at those meetings. So yes, uh, after that, we started to go with the youth. Uh, people who have sang, uh, who uh, helped me to deliver the sermon and every, everything uh, like that. And about 10 to 12 people, we were uh, Sunday by Sunday at the church uh, uh, building. And from there, uh, we expected no many people during uh, let's say about three or four months. Uh, but after that, we started to come back again and about 28 persons, we could uh, meet together in the building you, you know, and some people who visited us know. But now we are about to uh, bring uh, about 40 to 50 people. In, in the same location, which is about, uh, it can have hold about 100 persons if we are like before COVID. But uh, we are about 40 to 50 right now. So praise Lord, many things are very close to what we had before, uh, except the masks. We need to, to wear masks right now inside this is not very comfortable, and um, yeah, I, I don't like it at all. <laughs> Amen. Donnie, do um, how about uh, Renastra or, or New Life Church? How has it okay. been? Last you year, uh, we met uh, more on Zoom than physical. Um, but even if we met uh, on Zoom, um, this year we start to have uh, every Sunday uh, physical meetings. So all this year, all, all Sundays in this year we met uh, in the church or as a church. But also we, we, we was on, online too. Yeah. Last year also, because we met very much online, uh, probably you remember that I think around four months we met every evening on Zoom. We had uh, prayer meetings every evening. And it was a very good experience for us as a church. We still have these meetings, but not every 
evening. <laughs> we have only one meeting uh, every every week, but uh, was a very good good time uh, uh, to stay together and to grow in prayer. And this is interesting because I saw um, in this time um, going out and talking with people outside, when it was much easier to, to go outside and to meet with the people, that the people around us uh, was asking more for prayer than to, I don't know, share, share the gospel with them. So it was interesting for me to see that the... That the um, people seek prayer. They need, they need, they like to pray for them. And uh, another thing which we learned this time, it was to move from programs to serve people. <laughs> Shop, uh, making shopping for them, uh, cooking for them, taking care of people um, in, this, in this time. And uh, yeah, was was a good lesson for us because help us to be more focused to serve than uh, before. Yeah, before. yeah, that's good. That's good. So both of you mentioned um, that uh, during this pandemic, um, in, in your messages, that there was there seemed to be more reception. People open to the gospel. You just talked about people asking for prayer now, uh, Donnie, you encounter that more. Mm -hmm. um, and we saw that, I think, here in the U.S., that um, uh, people were more receptive to hearing the gospel. Um, do, how, what is your church, what is your churches and you all, just uh, do, you, do you see that that's continued and, and how has it continued or how has it not continued? For us, like I said, uh, people are open to pray. It's very easy now to talk with people and ask them if it's okay for them to pray for them. And they want to see also to leave the gospel, to, you know, to be the gospel for them. I see that they're not so open uh, in the same way uh, to share the gospel, I mean, to discuss the gospel, but uh, I, I saw that it's important to, to start to pray and to serve them. And after that, they, they became open. Uh, it's interesting, this year, uh, all of us as a family uh, are already involved um, working with people from outside the church. And all this, uh, all this happened uh, after we started to pray for them and trying to help them. And after that, they became more open to, to talk, you know, to share the, the gospel with them. But it starts with prayer and uh, taking care of them, take care of them. Okay. And Emmy? Uh, we cannot say uh, some people added... Uh, to our church because of the pandemic. Uh, but what I saw is an awareness of the people and especially of the young people in our church that uh, wanted to be closer to God and wanted to share the gospel with, with, with the others. And uh, this is uh, 
very important thing, I think. And uh, yes, we are very, uh, very glad that God helped us to go through this. Uh, some of the old people are not coming to the church every Sunday. Some of them uh, are not coming at all. But I saw a dynamic in the young generation, and they are uh, loving the Lord and uh, coming and serving um, as they didn't do it before. So this is a plus, I think. So I, I just want to see the dynamic after, after this dynamic, uh, because it can be a good thing to, to understand that God did something very important and you are now responsible to, to uh, move forward uh, in, in your faith. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. And then going just on a personal, um, uh, a personal question. Uh, your, your families, uh, both of you have children who are in school still, um, whether it's at university, like with, uh, with Timmy and Donnie, and down to, I guess it would be preschool for, um, for Eddie, Emmy. But did, did, did your schools, you just finished school, I guess, last week, didn't you? was the last yeah. day of school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did they meet in person or was it over Zoom? It was both. Actually, it was about two months before we finished when they had to stay at home. But uh, the last two months, uh, they came in person. So right. it was a good time, though. And uh, yeah, they just waited to be with their friends, with their colleagues. Okay, did they have to wear masks in school when they came? Yes. Oh, always. Always, okay. In the church, too. And, and, yeah, and in church also. And uh, did, uh, I guess, Timmy, did, um, did he have classes at university in person? He, he was only online this year. Okay. Okay. And, and in public life, is it back to normal now? I mean, are restaurants open and stores open and you don't have to wear masks? Is, it, is that back to normal? Somehow. I, I would say I would say only in the buses all things are like before because they stay packed, you know, and nobody say, okay, it's COVID, but in the church there is a problem. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and then now it's uh, the, the borders, you're, are, are you're, can you travel to other countries? Can, for example... Last year, we raised money to uh, do a project with you, like we did Saturate USA here in the U.S. We were going to do Saturate Cluj, and this pandemic came and we couldn't travel. Are we going to be able to come to, um, to, to Romania this year? Right now, I think it's possible. We don't know from... Uh... At the, at the end of the year, it will be the same, because here everybody talks about the new, new period when the situation will be worse again. So we don't know exactly what will happen, but we, we uh, pray for this time to, to do this project here. 
So uh, we as a church are going right now from Acts, in the book of Acts. So we try to prepare for, for, this, uh, for this event, <laughs> for this time. Okay. But we will keep in touch to see how, uh, how will go the, this situation. Yes. Yep. And Amy, can Yeah, I hope you can come. I, I want to go to Dalton in a few hmm. weeks. Uh, and I know that there is no uh, other uh, restriction other than going through Europe. So if I fly and stop on London or uh, in other uh, U.S., uh, no, Europe, uh, European city, uh, that would be a problem. So with Turkish, we can go there. I don't know exactly uh, coming back what's the restriction, but hopefully um, that would be a very good time for us as churches to have, again, a partnership uh, in, in spreading the gospel. So what Emmy, you may have heard Emmy talk about coming here, and even in his message, he talked about Emmanuel. Emmanuel, uh, Emmy and Emmanuel have been talking with Christian Heritage School about spending next year, his junior year there, and Emmanuel coming. And uh, so r right now, our church has written a letter of support, uh, the school has written a letter of support, and they're now in the uh, embassy, American embassy in Bucharest right now. Correct, Emmy? Right. So you're, yeah. wait, you're waiting to get permission. Yeah, that's right. Emmanuel's passport is there, so we are waiting for it coming with a visa for America. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, just got a, I just got a message that, um, that Americans can travel to and from the EU nations, but there's still a restriction on Europeans coming to the U.S. Oh, so please so, come. <laughs> so, we'll, so, so we can we can be praying for that uh, for that situation for the for the passports. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you for your. Oh, by the way, we we have to offer congratulations because Donnie Donna is now a she received her bachelor's degree. Your Donnie's uh, Donnie's wife. T tell us what her degree is and what she plans on doing with it. Well, she she finished the um, uh, psychology school. She wanna be she wanna serve more, be able to serve more. And she start another school for uh, it's a Christian school for counseling because she wanna she wanna help more in in this direction. So yeah, we are really glad because God helped us, help her to finish this, uh, this school and to continue to be more prepared to serve, to serve the Lord because it's about him, it's not about us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to thank you both for your messages, for this time that we have here and, also, and uh, I'm grateful for technology that we can do this. <laughs> Technically, Jason said that you're halfway around the world, but you're only a third of the way around the world. So, <laughs> now, yeah. So, so, but, uh, like, but it's dinner time for you guys there right now. It's almost lunch time for us. But I just want to close and uh, and just pray for you right now and have a time thank of prayer. You. So, let me do that. Lord, we want to thank you for, uh, Lord, just your servants, the Grian family and the Kura family, 
and, uh, and, and Lord, just for the partnership, the way that you brought us together. We thank you for Jerry and Meta Wells for connecting us and for Jerry's training uh, of, uh, of Donnie and Emmy over the years that, uh, Lord, it just, it's just continues to go on as they train and disciple and minister with, uh, with their individual churches in Clusion of Polka. Mm-hmm. Father, we just want to pray for uh, your will to be done with, with Emmanuel's situation, if, uh, mm-hmm. if, you, if it will, for you to grant favor with the American Embassy in Bucharest for his request to come here. And, uh, mm-hmm. Lord, we just want to pray for Donna as she prepares for uh, further uh, preparation and training in Christian camp mm-hmm. counseling. Uh, Lord, we just ask you to, that you would use their church as well as ours, too, to uh, share the gospel, take advantage of these times that things are so uncertain, um, that we don't know what tomorrow brings, but we do know that, that, uh, that Christ is the head of the church and that uh, the whole world is, is um, in, in, under your watchful eye and that you love us. Lord, mm-hmm. we thank you for this, and uh, we ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you all. And happy 4th July, you Fellowship Bible Church. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Why don't you guys give them a hand? Thank you. Why don't you sing with us? Let's uh, sing our praises to the Lord. Stand and sing with us. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What eyes of love, what depths of peace. When fears are still, when striving cease, my comforter.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance to you and bring you peace. Amen. Be safe. I don't want to make any hospital visits tonight. (laughs) Go in peace.